Welcome back. This is Raghu Banda. And today we are starting the season three of the podcast series. And here, like I've explained earlier, we are expanding a bit more on the concept of machine learning and AI with applications in SAP and as well as outside of SAP as well. So in this season three, I will be triggering this season three. And the first podcast session today, I have invited one of the vice presidents of uh, solution marketing and solution management, Mr. Andreas Welsh. And Andreas Welsh heads the marketing and solution management for AI. So he works more on how to better define the business outcomes. So in today's session, we will focus a bit more on application embedded AI. And then in the subsequent sessions later on in season three, you will see many more topics around SAP and around applications around SAP as Forana and SAP and other external applications as well. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation as always. All right, welcome back. This is Raghu Banda. And we are now in the season three. Uh, in the last two seasons, in the season one, it was more of uh, solo sessions where I was explaining about machine learning and how SAP, SAP, SAP and SAP S4HANA, we are dealing with machine learning. In season two, I had quite a lot of different guests and we had touched on many of the technical aspects of machine learning and predictive analytics in the context of SCPS for HANA. As I've uh, explained in the past, today we are uh, starting the season three and season three today is the first podcast session. And I have invited Mr. Andreas Welsh, who heads the solution marketing and uh, solution management. Uh, he's uh, uh, vice president of uh, and head of marketing and solution management. So here is Andreas Welsh. Maybe Andreas, can you give a quick introduction? Hey, Raghu. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited uh, to finally have an opportunity to come onto the podcast. And thanks for the introduction. So yeah, hey, my name is Andreas Welsh and I help SAP customers get better business outcomes through the use of AI and automation in their business processes. Thank you. Thanks, Andreas. So today's topic, we wanted to kind of uh, talk in the concept of the application embedded AI in the enterprise world. I know we have a lot of these discussions going on and we have a lot of podcasts where we listen into on the consumer space, but on the enterprise space, the artificial intelligence and application embedded AI is a bit different and a bit more cumbersome. So we thought like we'll start this season three with one of these sessions. And then we kind of, uh, in the upcoming sessions, we go a bit more into these uh, details. So today uh, I've invited Andrea as well. So like I do always, I, We'll start this session again with a teaser question. So Andreas, maybe could you provide a real world example where this could be a professional example or a personal example, or maybe an example that you could find it in everyday life, where in, in the past, without using artificial intelligence, you might have been doing things, but in the real world, I think attaching without even knowing that we know we are doing some kind of machine learning or artificial intelligence, how did this improve 
your daily life or daily tasks that you have been doing? It can be any professional example or a personal example. That's a great question, Raghu. And one thing that really comes to mind immediately is things like voice assistants, right? They have been around for, for a little while. Um, they used to be kind of like a gimmick when they first came out, but I feel that a lot of us have really warmed up to them and have actually found them to become quite useful. And, and even to that extent that maybe we cannot even think about living without them anymore because they add such a huge convenience factor to our lives, whether it's turning on the lights when you know you have your hands full um, or maybe reordering something right then and there with your voice um, when you stand in the kitchen and you're running out of you know maybe dish soap or something um, so that you don't forget about it and so that's where i think ai has really entered our, our personal lives to that extent um, where it's, it's become second nature that these things are there and we use them. Maybe we, we don't really think about it as being AI as much anymore or at all. Really, that convenience factor that makes it easier. And, you know, there are examples like that in, in business as well, where there's so many tasks that you need to do on a daily basis that don't really add a lot of value and that can be automated and where you can get different and better results. Um, and most of all, better recommendations, for example, to do something differently than you have done it before, because there's AI in there, because we can give you those recommendations that move the needle that help drive you better business outcomes. Great. I think great, great response. I think Andreas, I believe, yes, we hardly notice that we have been using or we have been accustomed in using AI and machine learning in our daily lives with the different tools or different tool sets that we have been using. I think I greatly, uh, greatly resonates with what I think. All right, so maybe uh, now let us get into our um, conversation of today's topic. So before getting into the actual topic of uh, the application embedded AI, uh, maybe I have this question. I think we know there are, like I was explaining, there are a lot of conversations and we hear a lot of conversations happening. We see a lot of these consumer, these companies in the consumer space and we see beautiful devices coming out and doing a lot of uh, uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning. But when, it, when you talk about enterprises or the enterprise world, things are a bit more different and things are a bit more slow. The reason being that you not only have to adapt to the processes, but also you have to make sure that your customers and their consumers adapt to those processes, right? So maybe could you provide some big picture of AI and how it fits into the this bigger scheme of things when we talk about enterprises? Absolutely. You know, there's so much opportunity again in, in business, just looking at the way business is still being done today. So, you know, think about even things like big buzzwords, like digital transformation, right? That means different things to different people. But in the end, it's about transforming your business uh, through the help of software and more modern technologies to drive better business outcomes or to um, create new business models in, in that sense. But although we've been talking about this um, in, in the industry and, and, and with, um, with different industries as well for at least six, seven years, it's not yet the reality for everyone. So there's a lot of opportunities still in, in every business to look at 
um, getting more efficiencies out of what you already do today and how you do it today. And there could be manual tasks that you still need to do. Um, take an invoice, download from a uh, downloaded from a vendor invoice portal, save it on your desktop, open your ERP system, um, and and copy and paste the information in, into ERP. And is there really a, a true business need to do it that way? Not really, right? It's it's a matter of integration. It's a matter of, of history, um, of, of technical depth, um, depth that you have because of which you do that. So there are better ways to do that. And um, RPA, AI are, are just some tools and, and some ways of, of doing that. Um, and that's where I think this this part of embedded AI plays a key role because we also see that a lot of the problems are the same across companies. So every company you know, does business with another company, needs to download some invoices, needs to upload them. So why not um, offer this as a, as a standard capability if the majority of, of our customers um, are, are facing that, that problem? And there's still enough um, use cases or problems to solve that are specific to your individual company or to your individual industry um, where it might make sense for, for you to tailor it a little bit. So really in, in that big um, grand scheme of things, um, AI really has that opportunity to help you um, make the best use of, of the data you have, of the information that lives in, in your systems and help your end users get more productive and uh, get, get better recommendations for better decisions in the end. Right, right. I definitely uh, completely echo with what your uh, with your thoughts and what you have uh, mentioned. I think, yes, I think in the world of AI, now we have, we keep hearing a lot about these different AI platforms and we hear a lot about this platform embedded AI. We also hear a lot about application embedded AI. I know there is a lot of competition around these, whether you talk about the platform embedded AI, like our uh, hyperscalers and other things, other uh, firms, or whether it is the AI platforms. But I believe uh, when you talk about the competition in the application embedded AI, I believe that SAP has a sweet spot there. Maybe could you talk a few words or a few things about that? Sure. So I would say when you look at the market, like you rightfully said, there are typically two big categories. One is um, the, the platform AI, where it's about generic services for image recognition, um, for example, um, for, for speech recognition, speech to text, these kind of things. And you take these services and build something around it using these components to solve your specific need, right? It's a, usually a, a custom project. You might almost say it's like a one-off. It's very specific to what you do and what your needs are. And then there's the second category, um, really these, these embedded AI capabilities in applications, in your customer experience suite, in your uh, human experience management, your travel and expense, in your ERP system, for example. And that's really where um, I would say it, SAP's true sweet spot is. Because if, if you look at how SAP has approached this topic over the last couple of years, it's really been bringing AI and automation into the core products um, right from the get-go. So it's easy to, to get these benefits right out of the gate. It's in, in many, many cases, just a configuration. So you don't need to build everything from scratch with a toolbox, 
but if you need to you can certainly do that as well and um you know build on, on on top of something like sap business technology platform to extend your applications um to do named entity recognition to extract information from digital documents in your process um, but have that common layer or use something like um, sap hana ml with predictive analysis library an automated predictive library to really get started on, on some of the more statistical analysis regression analysis type scenarios. But really, when we think about it, it's basically about three key themes. One is that transformative intelligence, as, as we call it, that is embedded in every business process where you get value right out of the gate. The second one is the um, notion of adaptable innovation, like was alluding to around business technology platform um, and, and SAP HANA, that you can um, use capabilities there to extend your SAP applications. And then the third pillar that is also very key and, and core to what we do, it's around trust. Because at the end of the day, you know, um, we, we make business decisions where there's a high risk associated with it. There's at least always some kind of financial risk um, associated with it. And then also when you look at um, areas like recruit to retire in, in HR, it is also that um, personal component of making making decisions or making analysis. So really, um, as, as far as data privacy, data protection, AI ethics is, is concerned, those are all um, fundamental things that go into how we build these products and how we think about it. And then also, you know, a fourth component around explainability. If you have end users um, and business users going through this process for you know, 10, 12, 15 years, and now all of a sudden you introduce a change where there's some kind of AI making a decision on their behalf or, or making a recommendation um, just as a first step. It's, it's very natural for these business users to say, well, how did you make that decision and why should I trust it? And I, I've always done it this way. Now it tells me to, to do it another way. Unless you can really tell me why and give me more context, I really do it like I've always done it. And that's counterproductive then you don't need AI. So, but if you can um, add more context there, then, um, you know, you also increase trust in that system, in the predictions. And if it doesn't um, give you the, the result that you expect, you also have more context for troubleshooting. So again, transformative intelligence, AI in every business process, um, easy to use, um, more of a configuration than anything else. Adaptable innovation, if you need more than what you get from SAP out of the box, you can certainly extend and uh, expand on what you already have. And trust being the, the key um, component in everything that we do around AI. That's great. I, I, I like the way you put it, Andreas. I think the three themes, like uh, the transformational intelligence, adaptable innovation, and trust. I think this is where I think it sums up very well how uh, all these things are happening and how uh, we as SAP can also help uh, transform this at a faster pace. Uh, maybe I think let's take a quick break and then come back and continue our conversation. All right, welcome back. So continuing from where we have left off, I think, or where we have been discussing, uh, maybe I think, can we dive a bit more into the topic of application embedded AI and how 
I know we have been talking about how, what are the things that are here important, like the transformational intelligence, the adaptable innovation and trust, and how ethics also play a big role here. Maybe can you provide a bit more thoughts around how the application embedded AI and how SAP is a key player here. Maybe you can talk about some processes where how this application embedded AI fits into the bigger scheme of things. Absolutely. So look, when we look at this topic of embedded AI and especially along business processes, they're typically four huge end-to-end -end processes that we see in every business, right? It's lead to cash, as, as number one, from generating leads, finding the, the, the right prospects um, to getting to an, an opportunity stage, a quotation stage, um, getting the purchase order, turning it into a sales order, and in the end, collecting cash. You, you know, a, a huge, massive process, but every business obviously needs to find customers, sell a product, and get money for it to sustain. Another one would be um, something that's called source to pay. That's uh, mainly around procurement. So if you build a product um, and manufacture a product, for example, you certainly need to source material, make sure it comes from the right suppliers, it's got the right quality, you negotiate these contracts all the way then again to, to paying your suppliers. So source to pay. Or, you know, something like recruit to retire. Obviously, every business also needs talent and, and employees um, who are at the, the heart of the business. But how do you find the right talent? Um, how do you craft these um, job descriptions in, in a way that they are inclusive, that they appeal um, to, to, to different audiences? That, that um, you know, and, and then once you have the employees on board, how do you make sure that um, they're they're talent and, and their skills stay up to date and even pre uh, prepare them for, for what's ahead. So game, uh, giving them recommendations for what else to learn or what other people in similar roles have learned all the way to, you know, retirement and everything in between. So both for um, permanent labor, for contingent labor, but also then, um, you know, things like travel and expense that go into that, uh, that side as well. And then lastly, design to operate from um, sensing demand creating the right products, um, bringing them to, to the customer and operating them where it's, for example, asset-heavy industries. So really huge, huge business processes that, that capture the, the complexity of business and where there's also so much opportunity, again, um, to, to drive innovation, to drive better business outcomes. And so I briefly touched on this um, in, in the previous section around this part of um, downloading documents, um, extracting information from them, putting that, um, for example, in, in, in your ERP system. And one of my favorite examples there really is um, about doing this with sales orders. So imagine you're, you're a sales rep and your customer sends you their, their purchase order. Hey, I want, to, um, I want to purchase five items of this, 10 items of that, 20 items of, of this from you. And then what do you do? You get this via email. Ideally, it's a PDF that they attached. And you open that PDF and you start copy and pasting things into your um, ERP system. That's how we've always done it. But there's a better way, certainly. Um, because with um, a combination of RPA, um, robotic process automation, and AI, artificial intelligence, 
we can automate a lot of these steps. So for example, take RPA, um, extract that um, PDF from the email, upload it into ERP, and then using um, AI, we can extract information from that document right then and there and populate the right fields of our sales order. And then you as a sales rep just need to review the information, make sure it's, it's correct in case anything got missed or anything should be added. Pop it into um, your, your ERP, approve it, and off you go. So just one of the ways where a task that exists in every business right, can be automated so much more and, and, and where there's value, again, right out of the gate. Um, and it's just a configuration of whether, hey, do you want to use this or not? Right, right. No, it's, it's great. I think the way you put it is amazing. Like the four, you kind of highlighted the four different big end-to-end -end processes and how automation and machine learning can help propel and make these processes better and how our, as an application embedded AI, how you can make these processes better. Really like the example, the way you have put it. Maybe continuing that a bit further, I know you have been talking about the different technologies around AI, whether it is machine learning or RPA or other topics when we are working on an end-to-end -end process. Because of course, when you start, you take the source to pay or lead to cash, in each step of this process, you have different things the end user is performing. And we have these different solutions that we have, which could be enhanced with the AI technologies. Maybe could you provide some thoughts around the four key technologies of SAP's AI strategy that we keep talking about, machine learning, RPA, conversational AI and IoT, our situation handling, so on and so forth? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's it's really, um, again, about what's the outcome we, we want to achieve. And, and looking at business processes, there are um, tasks within a business process that, you know, make up that sub-process and in, in, in the larger process, like lead to cash. Um, but regardless of, of the technology, the question is, is really, what, what is the problem I'm, I'm trying to solve? So going back to that sales order automation example, Right. Um, there are at least two components to it. One is how can I um, take that attachment from my email and upload that in ERP? So that's a pretty well-defined task. You know, take it from here, save it there temporarily, upload it to to S4HANA, for example. So that that is something that can be codified in in rules in in something like like a bot, like an RPA bot. Um, and because we see that so repetitive and so common, you know, we also provide this as a template on the um, on the SAP Process Automation Store, so customers can download that and can can adapt that. Now, the second part of of that example, extracting information from that PDF and putting that into the right fields of your sales order, it's really that the part of AI where it's about um, thinking and, and making sense of, of the information that's in the document and finding the, the right value pairs, if, if you will, in, in keys and putting that down. So really, um, the view that, that, that we're taking is, is looking at this entire process and then cut it into different tasks and steps and say, well, you know, what makes sense here? Is, is it more of a repetitive automation than probably that's something for RPA? Is it something where I have a lot of uncertainty and, and, and a lot of 
data as, as well and a lot of complexity. So maybe that's something rather for AI where I, I need some reasoning or some, again, recommendations, predictions, how something should be done or should be matched, um, these kind of things. But the thing that's really interesting to me and really exciting to me is that we've actually been, been talking about this for, for a number of years. I think as, as far back as 2018, 2019, um, when we already had that vision and, and, and we're shaping it that, you know, things like RPA are more like for, for doing conversational AI and chatbots are more like natural language in interaction. So speaking in interacting in, in English language in German language, or maybe some other uh, language with this system to trigger some tasks. And then with machine learning, AI, getting insights, getting recommendations based on the data that you have and using IoT more like uh, for, for sensing what's really happening, what's happening um, with, with my devices, what's happening on, on the shop floor, what's happening uh, along my cold chain, for example. So really that sensing part. And I remember back then we, we had a nice visual where we said it's, it's almost like uh, human-like, you know, with the different senses. But the part that I find really exciting now is that all of these things are converging. It's getting easier to use them. It's getting easier to use RPA with AI because now they're pre-integrated. So you can do that uh, extraction task right out of the box. It's a, um, you know, it's an, it's a component as you build your bot. You don't need to code um, anything there. Um, so all of that is, is really happening right now. And I think where this will even extend to further is something like process intelligence. When you get information from your systems, from your processes, how do they actually work? And do they work as intended? And probably nine times out of 10, they don't work quite as you had designed them initially. And there are some workarounds and people find loopholes for good reasons um, sometimes as well. But how can you improve that further? And maybe how can you get then even more automation because of RPA, because of machine learning, AI, that are already part of SAP's product suite? Right, right. Yes, I like the way you put it. I think, uh, yeah, process intelligence on top of this whole uh, different technologies that we are using in this end-to-end -end process further fine-tunes and further completes or comprehends uh, the whole understanding of how we are uh, enhancing intelligence to the end-to-end -end process. Great, I think uh, maybe let us take a quick break and then come back and continue our conversation. All right, welcome back. So now that we have discussed about the end-to-end -end processes and a bit about the AI technologies that are involved and how these AI technologies have been enhancing these business processes with the with the advent of these different AI technologies that we have. Maybe I think we, I could also ask you this question, uh, Andreas. I know you're quite active uh, in doing a lot of these intelligent briefings yourself on uh, the social media platforms like LinkedIn. Maybe could you provide or some thoughts around that to our audience, uh, maybe a brief uh, thought or brief idea about what happens in these intelligent briefings and a brief overview into that. More than happy to. Uh, it's it's a topic that I'm personally very, very passionate about. Um, and like you said, I've, I've been um, sharing more and more information on, on LinkedIn for about the last six months or so. Um, 
because there's one thing, one common thread that I see when I talk to people in in the community um, that are, you know, running automation projects that are getting into AI, um, whether it's around SAP um, products or, or, or not, um, you know, people leading transformation projects and, and COEs. The one common thing that I see is that everybody is kind of trying to figure it out. What is it? How do I get started? Uh, what can I do with it? And you know, what are the things I, I need to be aware of? And so for, for me, I've, I've been in, in, in this space at SAP for the last six years uh, around AI and automation, working with customers early on um, when it just starting up on, on the hype cycle with AI, um, then bringing AI and automation in, into our core products like S4HANA you now for, for the last couple of months, uh, more in, in a solution management role, meaning looking at, at the market and what requirements we see there, um, where and how SAP should focus. But again, the, the common questions that I see is uh, are, you know, how do you manage um, the, the change and bring everybody on board? How do you create AI literacy or an AI mindset in your organization so people know what to look for and how they can go about it and where they can learn more? all the way to how do you run an AI COE from idea scouting to prototyping or early adoption? Um, how do you get buy-in from stakeholders? And especially when the going gets tough and eventually it will get tough. Not everybody, uh, not everything is a straight shot there, right? Um, but the one thing that stands out also is that it's never just about the technology. Nine times out of 10, again, it's it's about people, it's about the governance, it's about managing change and trust and uncertainty um, and skills and all, all of these kind of things. So I, I almost call it like the 270 degrees of AI in addition to the 90 degrees of technology. Um, and so I, I really want to help share what I've learned over that period of time now with the community and also learn from others what they've seen that's working well or maybe not working at all. Um, you know, in, in a sense, I feel you don't have to be a superhero to become uh, the, the hero of your AI journey. And so, like I said, I've been posting on, on LinkedIn regularly um, and, and sharing what, what I've seen. And just as of a couple of weeks ago, I also started a live stream called What's the Buzz? Um, so um, keep an eye on for that as well, where I invite leaders and hands-on practitioners to come on and share their learnings as well, how they have moved from RPA to AI what they've seen in their use cases, in, in their projects, um, what struggles they've faced and how they've overcome them. And so with the intent to you know, create learning opportunities for all of us and see how we can each Im improve that in our businesses in um, daily lives. Yeah, that's great. That's uh, great to know. And I've been following your briefings on a daily basis, on a regular basis, and I liked it very much. And I've uh, like I said, like I learned a lot and in the process, because like you, as you know, I've been doing this uh, podcast sessions for a little over a year. My intent was similar to that. Like I've been doing a monthly one session, trying to understand the processes and trying to get some experts come and talk about it. And I know you have also recommended some people in the past with whom I have talked about it. So like you said, I think there is a lot going on in the AI field. Like you said, I think technology is only one piece of it. There is a lot more that we have to do on the people front, on the processes front, on the trust front. And those are the most important things, which, uh, because the technology piece is the easier piece, I would say, like you mentioned, I think. Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. 
So uh, maybe I think, um, do you have any key takeaways for, or any kind of a uh, plug points when you talk into SAP S4 HANA from, we talked about a bit higher level at 10,000 feet level about the different things and different technologies on AI front and end-to-end uh, -end processes and what and how we are doing. But do you have any key, key takeaways for the audience or maybe in the context of S4, uh, any thoughts around that? Look, I think there, there are different ways to, to get started depending on um, your own background, where you are on, on your S4HANA journey, where your company maybe is, and also what say the, the appetite for, for change is. Um, and that's what I really like about how we've approached this, this topic of intelligence and innovation and intelligent technologies in SAP S4HANA. So one technology that, that we didn't touch upon earlier um, that is a, a core part of, of SAP S4HANA is called situation handling. Um, it's an intelligent framework that will give you notifications about business events that are um, going to, to occur based on the data that we see in the system. So, for example, um, you see that there is a delay in, in receiving certain material that you've ordered. Well, instead of waiting until, you know, that uh, container does not show up at your doorstep, if we see here the, the information has changed in the system, we can give you a notification and say, hey, um, this material will not arrive at the time that you expected. But here are some alternatives, maybe some alternative suppliers that you can source the same material from um, that you've used in the past. Which one would you like to choose? And typically you've chosen, you know, supplier number one. So these kind of things. It's already available with SAP as for HANA. I think by now there's uh, more than 100 or 120 um, situation templates that SAP has pre-built and shipped. Um, and soon you'll also be able to create your own templates from, from what I understand. Um, so giving you even more flexibility. And I think that's a great way to start um, if you've been in the ERP space for, for a long time and, and you're very familiar uh, with your transactions, with your applications and Fiori applications, it's a really good step to, to get started. Um, easy to understand, easy to configure in about 30 to 45 minutes per template, um, and you'll be on your way. You know, from, from there, you can look into something like robotic process automation, or um, where and, and how can we automate a repetitive task? And again, SAP provides, um, again, I think by now more than 100 or 120 pre-built bot templates out of our store. Um, that you can download if you're a customer of SAP Process Automation, configure them to your needs based on, on your environment and automate additional steps in, in between. And if you want to branch out even further, look at something like uh, predictive analytics or machine learning capabilities in S4HANA like sales order automation um, or like cash application to match incoming payments to open invoices and just... Um, released last year something um, called intercompany reconciliation and matching with machine learning. If you're having challenges there, matching uh, information between your different legal entities and many, many, many more. There's about 40, 50 or even more capabilities available to date um, centered around AI and machine learning. So depending on, on where you are, first of all, you know, where your business problem is, but also um, where the, the skills in, in your SAP team or COER, they're, 
different flavors um, for, for you to, to take a look at. But the, the thing that's really key for me is that whatever your path is, start, right? And start somewhere. Don't start boiling the ocean and going for the most complex idea first, but rather look for something where you can build knowledge, where you can build up a momentum and then seek to, to branch out in, into other areas. I've seen customers that have followed that approach be really, really successful um, in their automation journeys and bringing more of that innovation to their customers, um, while at the same time bringing along um, the, the subject matter experts in the business that are using these capabilities day in and day, in, day out. Thank you. Thank you, Andreas. I think you gave a very comprehensive outlook about how AI can be used in the context of S4 and where and how the customers and the partners can just start their journey. And it was great that you have also highlighted the aspects of how to use this situation templates and these other AI technologies that we did not touch, uh, touch base uh, earlier. So before I think uh, maybe we close the session, I think uh, I would like to first thank you, but before that, uh, could you provide some closing remarks for our audience? in the context of AI in the enterprise world about application embedded AI, some, some thoughts around. So if you ask me, it's a really, really exciting space um, right now. It, it's an exciting space to learn more about. It's an exciting space to be in and just overall seeing how we're able to solve business problems in a better, more efficient, more effective way by using new technologies. Um, Again, that, that, that part about making it easy to adopt them without having to be a data scientist is something I, I, I hear um, a lot of um, our, our customers are excited about because you can get value out of your existing investments right away from the get-go. Um, so there's a, a lot of valuable information also available online um, that I would recommend you take a look at for yourself. For example, go to sap.com slash AI if you want to learn more about it. Um, we've set that up by business process. So like we talked about lead to cash, design to operate, source to pay, recruit to retire. And there's more information behind each of these processes um, down to infographics that list all the capabilities that are available in SAP products today and in which part of, of the business process they fit. Um, so making it, it, it very concrete but also um, very easy to understand in, in simple language, what's actually happening there and what can I benefit from? Um, so that would be my, um, my call to action for, for you. If you want to learn more about it, um, check us out on sap.com slash AI. Perfect, perfect. Thank you. Thank you a lot, um, Andreas. I think this is a great session, a great conversation with you. And really thank you for your time. Uh, to come here and share some of your thoughts around AI and application embedded AI. Absolutely, my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Raghu. Bye-bye. All right, welcome back. Let us now wrap up this session one from season three. I would first like to thank Mr. Andreas Welsh for his time in having a detailed conversation about the topic of application embedded AI. We did talk about the different aspects of how AI can help in defining better business outcomes for the enterprises. We also discussed about the topics around 
what are the different intelligent technologies that are really that are used in the context of ai in the context of the different end-to-end -end processes and how an intelligent enterprise is defined and uh, can be leveraged i believe you had got a sense of what we are going to talk in the next upcoming sessions i thank for your time as always you could find more details and more information about these podcasts you can search up on google podcasts or you can search up on the spotify podcasts and you can search up by my name ragubanda or you can even search up machine learning and ai applications and you'll be able to find out these um, podcasts if you have any feedback like always you can send the feedback to rk banda my twitter handle or you could send an email to venkata.ragu.banda@sap.com you could also send an email to aragu.banda@insiad.edu i will be linking these podcasts like always in the blog series which i host on the sap community blog series where you can go to blogs.sap.com and look up my name ragubanda alternatively you could also go to the medium and search for the blogs on ragubanda and it will be linked over there as well going forward we will have much more detailed conversations with different experts in the topic around ai and machine learning mostly focusing on sap applications or sap s4 hana applications and the peripheral applications around that but occasionally in season 3 you might also see some guests outside of sap thank you all and have a wonderful day or wonderful evening wherever you are tuning in from to listen into this podcast conversation happy predicting the technologies with ai and sap technologies